Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Spoiler Warning Podcast. This is review number 595 with a review of The Platform. I'm Christopher Schneezy. And I'm Stephen Miller. If you're joining us for the first time, the Spoiler Warning Podcast is a weekly film review program. Each week in the podcast, we usually dive in, debate, discuss, and argue over the latest releases coming to a theater near you. Um, now we are all existing in the streaming universe. This week we are talking about uh, a film that just dropped on Netflix not too long ago called The Platform. And uh, yeah, Stephen, I mean, when you sat down to watch this, um, I, I guess I technically forced you to watch it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, it's okay. But uh, I'm getting an accredited diploma at the end. <laughs> it's, you had to watch it for six months, though. Um, yeah. So, were you able to watch this, divorcing it from the world that we're in currently? <laughs> um, maybe mostly. Uh, I, I, I obviously thought a little bit about the stir crazy nature of it. Yeah. And the the world that we're currently in, and I think there is a a i won't say a theme just a thing that happens throughout this movie by nature of the idea where people are eating food that other people have touched <laughs> and <laughs> that particularly struck me as much more gross <laughs> than i think it normally would have um but in terms of the idea of like the hunger and the survival instinct and everything i don't think it actually amplified that much for me in this scenario i've been okay living a pretty cushy life instacart has come on time every time so far <laughs> but if you think about like your desire to get a thermometer and mm. uh the fact that if people weren't all buying all the thermometers because they're scared there's not gonna be th thermometers for the lower floors um <laughs> look that guy was already dead when i ate him and then got a thermometer <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I think i, I think I, I i had texted you um because this is a film that i believe played at tiff because I thought I remembered something with this exact description um, being on the docket of things that we, we could have seen, but we didn't see. Um, so I was like, oh, yeah, I want to check this out. Um, and then you're like, let me know if it's scary. <laughs> yeah. And then maybe I'll watch it. And then I my comment was like, they sure picked an interesting time to drop this film on Netflix because it feels yep. it feels like it feels like ripe for where we're at and where we're heading and where we're probably going to continue to go in the near future yep. in the coming weeks. Um, so I was definitely interested to see it within that context. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I had, I had heard something about it. I, I had heard, I heard, heard that it was like something, but if you made it vertical and I couldn't remember what that was, and then when the movie first started, I was like, oh, no, please don't let it be Human Centipede. And then I realized it was Snowpiercer. Yeah, I was going to say, is it Snowpiercer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Platform Piercer. Yeah. So I had heard something about it, but it it got the horror label attached to it. And maybe I need to just accept that horror movies are not scary because every time I see a movie that calls itself horror, I'm like, well, no, that's not the kind of thing that scares me. Yeah. <laughs> and then it's fine. So maybe I need to just embrace them. I, I think I think you do. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you, now, especially, I, beggars can't be choosers. Like, in this world, any new thing that comes to streaming, whatever it is, I'm going to watch it. You need to sign up for Shudder, if that's still around. <laughs> all, all, all no, horror films all the time. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, Stephen, are you ready to get into this review? I was born ready. All right. So this is... This, this film is originally presented in Spanish, um, if you are watching it on Netflix, 
Netflix, if you're in the U.S., Netflix might serve the film to you in English. I would recommend that you switch over to Spanish so you can get like the real experience. Um, for this episode, we are going to play the English trailer because otherwise you're just going to be listening to music and people talking, talking in Spanish. So <laughs> yeah. here comes the English trailer for the platform. And when it's done, we're going to come back and give you guys a review. There are three kinds of people. The ones above, the ones below, and the ones who fall. So this is, uh... The pit. Bingo. Mr. Chimagasi, do you know how this all works? It's obvious. We must eat. What will it be? Whatever the ones above don't want. Disgusting. How many are below us? <laughs> Soon there will be less. Was that a person? Obviously it was a person. Nobody's gonna do anything! If everybody ate only what they needed, the food would get to the lowest level. Help me go down. Down the suicide. Hunger will drive you mad. You have a big heart, but honestly, I don't think you'll survive for long. All right, so that was the English trailer for The Platform. It is a story that takes place in a world in which there's this location called The Pit, um, which involves an unknown number of levels, and people wake up, two people per level, and essentially a bountiful feast is placed on the top level, and it slowly moves from floor to floor downwards, and the people at the lowest levels can only eat what is left over from whatever is eaten by the floors above it. And uh, as the film goes on, you may find some more rules about the pit and how it works. But uh, in general, it's that premise. The people at the highest floors eat. People at the lowest floors often do not. And it's all about um, following a character who wakes up on one of the floors and their experience in the pit. Stephen Miller, what did you think of the platform? I thought this was an extremely compelling creative short that's about 60 minutes too long. <laughs> um, and like, I, I say that kind of tongue in cheek, but the, the metaphor is really, really good. I mean, it, it's obvious, you know, obvi. You, obvi. you learn very quickly from five or 10 minutes into the movie. It's like, okay, yep, I get what you're saying. This is a very interesting premise. You know, how how do you work in a system where the people below are famished and the people above are just eating whatever they want and because one can quickly become the other you cannot rely on any sense of solidarity like the famished people are going to eat their fill as soon as they get to the top because they're famished and the people below like you get it it's a really interesting metaphor for class struggle and how you can change or are unable to change the system based on everyone's individual self-interest um 
loved that. Loved the idea behind it. I love what it does with its extremely limited space and limited visuals. I think it it does a really good job of building a world over very, very sparse everything. And it it's just a cool kind of allegory that feels like an allegory. You know, there, there's a dog named Ramses in this movie. Like, I don't even know what that means, but <laughs> I feel like I'm just uh, living in it. I think it's Ramses the second. Oh, yeah, you're right. The dog is <laughs> Ramses the second. Because um, there's just a... Everything feels like it is clearly symbolic. It's meant to be kind of a a fable. And the longer it goes on, the more it feels just like a fable in the sense that characters speak less as real people and more as the thing or ideal that they represent, you know, the, the different ways they want to change the system where one person may want to reason with people and another wants to use force and another wants to send a symbol and... It was really interesting. It is a really interesting, clever thing to do. I don't think there is enough to sustain its full runtime. I feel like it kind of beats you over the head with the same idea over and over again. And it would have been interesting to see the movie take this premise and mine it for a little bit more. Like, you you have this ingenious system where there are different levels, so this person can kind of be like... Gulliver viewing all these different places and each place could be a representation for some ca- class of society, some kind of behavior or way of thinking. And instead it's kind of like, okay, we've been to three or four levels. Uh, okay. That's it. That's kind of all the ideas we had. And it, <laughs> it, it just feels like it, it didn't mine it for as much depth as I would have liked. Um, but I did think it was haunting imagery. There's a scene in particular of chefs, creating the food on the very top floor and everything is exquisite right like not a hair out of place nothing can be nothing can be imperfect at all and then you can cut back to the time on even a mildly low floor where it's just this mangled mash of like whatever leftovers and scraps people have left for you so strong imagery that is very memorable but yeah it felt a little bit more like a very very clever short film than it did like a feature yeah, I mean, I, I, I can totally see that. Um, I think that if anybody watches this film and doesn't like it or think it falls short, then the, I would have a hard time trying to convince them otherwise. Ooh, but, this is you gearing <laughs> up to say you loved it. I'm so excited. I, I really, really like this film. Um, you are correct. It's not fully mining its premise and it doesn't know what it wants to do with it. And by the end, the point we arrive at is not a solution. It's not a technical ray of hope. It's, it's, it's just wherever we were at the end of the film. And it kind of ends. It's not a cliffhanger. It's, it's, it ends before they could figure out how they wanted to end it. Um, Mm. But like the way back, this film dulls out its knowledge of what the, um, the pit is in a way that I found incredibly compelling. Um, you know, the, you know, with, from the trailer, you get, there are people above, there are people below, and then that, that's, that's what we know, right? Food comes down, eat as much as you want. If you're at the lower levels, hopefully food gets down to you. If not, you're screwed. Um, that, in, that, that is the literal elevator pitch <laughs> for this story. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, it's the, the dumbwaiter pitch. Yeah, uh, I was going to say it too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> um, but uh, so 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 that's that's the premise of what we're watching. But this world is incredible. Like as the film progresses, we get more and more rules, and we find out more about what's going on. Um, we find out about like every person who is able to or that that is going into the pit for whatever reason they are is allowed one item. We are introduced to that rule from the character that we see that we're watching the story from who has a book that he chose. As the story come, <laughs> goes on, <laughs> we learn that you can literally take anything you want in. It doesn't matter. There's no rules to what you can bring in. Um, and I, I think seeing that world and seeing that some people can potentially willingly go inside the pit some people are probably put there because of i don't know crimes that were committed we don't really know what gets there what what gets a person put in the pit but we do know that it is possible to go into the pit of your own volition in exchange for something so as you watch this film you get not only more rules about um the pit itself but you get sort of little tiny glimpses of what the world must be like in this time like the choice that the main character makes to go to the pit for what he's trying to do kind of gives us an idea of the state of the world that they mm -hmm. must live in in a world where you would put yourself through something like this to yeah. achieve something i mean like it, i don't know if you're watching westworld uh, this new season of it um nope. but but in the new season of westworld there is this idea of everybody has their place in society and there's like an algorithm that's sort of like figured out where you belong and keeps you on your path and this film sort of posits a world that might potentially be like that minus the the cool technology of westworld but like maybe people go into the pit as a way to try to change their status in life or get somewhere that they can't on their own and that just makes like my mind like turn and wiggle around and make me want to like really, really think about what's going on here. And as, yeah. as we see the character react to the world he's in every time we're like seeing this progression, there's always something at any moment that like, as soon as you smell gas, everything could be flipped on its head and you don't know what's going to happen. And I, I, there was just something about this world that made me want to see what was going to happen next and even though its ultimate goal is just to present you with this world, the way it takes its time giving you the rules and kind of teasing you about what's going to happen next, uh, I thought was really, really interesting. And then, as I said, I can't, I know you said that you've been getting most of your deliveries and stuff through Instacart, um, but I'm sure you've seen all the pictures on Twitter and everything of like empty store shelves and stuff like that. And I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't not watch this thinking about times i've walked into a store like at 7 a.m when the store opens and it's just empty aisles everywhere of stuff and you're kind of like hmm what random scraps do i want to take home today and i think that obviously this film was was made before the pandemic and i can't praise it for any sort of uh real life allegory to what's happening now but i also can't not watch it and think about that and think about the state that we're in now and where we're going. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I think both what this and the pandemic have in common is they both like put under a magnifying glass, the issues with capitalism. Right. Yeah. Um, and it's just interesting that they collided at the exact same moment, because of course the Snowpiercer comparison is similar, right? 
Though Snowpiercer was also more about power and ruling classes and less yeah. about how greed and self-interest plus apathy will screw the people on the lower level, you know? So I, I will agree that this is doing something more directly about the world that we are currently living in. And, and, um, I, I think, though, one of the things that this film does in its premise that's so brilliant is it's not... By nature of what the pit is, the class and the floors and the levels change over time. So even if you exist somewhere where things are okay, if you end up somewhere worse than where you were, it makes you more frantic. But if you were low and then you end up higher during the switch, it makes you that much more frantic again. So it's, it's, there is an inherent fairness in the division of people within the pit, but the duration of time makes people that worried. So it's, yeah. there's, there's just a very, there, there's something interesting there. Like it's not just a pure class allegory because there is inherent fairness that doesn't exist within a normal class hierarchy. Um, so I don't know. It just, this film's doing a lot of things. It's obviously incredibly high concept and it doesn't necessarily have a lot more going on besides that. But I love watching it slowly unfold and give out more of what it's doing. Yeah, well, and, and the concept is great and it's fun to unpack because I was trying to think of that too, is this time-shifting element of every month roll the dice and be on a new floor. That is interesting to me because it, it, it becomes less a metaphor for the way the world works, except it shows the fear that drives the world, right? Where because you know what it's like above and below, you are more frantic is the word that you said. Like there's more anxiety about losing what you have yeah. and more of a desire to go up when you are on the bottom. Um, I do like you mentioned too about how the the question it begs of what the world outside this platform is. I do like that. I think of this as kind of a, it, this is a movie about a dystopia that we never see, <laughs> right? Yeah. I think that's that's kind of one of the interesting implications. And I cannot tell you why the pit was designed. I can tell you why one character believes it was designed. And under that belief, it makes sense why they would randomize it because it should have some kind of empathy ability that it gives people over time right of this is what it is like to be on all these different levels go now and solve the problem um yeah yeah so i i do like the concept a lot i also like that it it does go for it you know there are things that happen in lower levels that we see <laughs> just very directly yeah, um yeah. and yeah i i thought that was really cool i I just think, I don't know, there are glimmers of something more, like different characters. I'm not even, I'm not going to try to get the names right because I'm just going to screw it up. Um, but they kind of can be separated by what they stand for and what they believe. Like there's a guy with a rope, you know, that rope is already, this could be the Pilgrim's Progress or whatever. And we know that rope is a metaphor for striving in life and for the hope that people have and things like that. And yeah. It, when I saw it going that direction, I was very excited at the idea that, wow, this is going to be a movie that just starts to really unpack 
the different aspects of living in a capitalist society and the different ways people justify it and give themselves hope and survive it. And then it, I, I don't know, it kind of just pulls a like, I, I don't even know the word. I don't, I don't know the right <laughs> movie comparison. Um, it, it just pulls a wild card. Okay. We're just going to kind of go nuts and end the movie decision rather than really fill that out. And I don't know, because I also complain that this movie is too long for its concept. So I, I can't have my cake and eat it too. It's just, I just feel like it's in this awkward middle ground and I want it to move in one direction or the other. And it kind of, it gives me enough of the broader concept that I want it to dive deeper. And then by not giving me that, it's like, it's going the experimental art house route, but I don't know that it earned the art house ending. So that, that's just where I'm left. But I do love the concept. Like I've been thinking about it for 24 hours. Yeah. So if you were above me, <laughs> what would you do? <laughs> I mean, are, are you the guy with the rope? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then you know what I'd do. <laughs> Um, but yeah, one, one, one funny thing is, uh, <laughs> when I started this movie, it was directly after having finished, um, big time adolescence and it was yeah. roughly around lunchtime. <laughs> so I started, I started this film while eating, <laughs> which was <laughs> potentially, uh, not the best choice, but yeah, it was cool. I also had my my lunch was uh, a bagel, some slices of cheese, <laughs> and some sausages. <laughs> so I had a good apocalypse uh, lunch as I watched this film. Nice about people going for scraps. So I just everything was thematically resonant. I was just eating raw hamburger meat. <laughs> Stephen, that wasn't hamburger. No. I can't believe I know what babies taste like. <laughs> it's I know that babies taste best. Yeah. <laughs> there were two movies recently that both said that, right? I feel like there was a second movie. I don't know. The, I'm just referencing the, the one that we've been referencing. Yeah, yeah. Well, Stephen, should we get to our verdicts? Sure. All right. If you were going to give us a must-see, recommend the caveat, wait for rental, pass the caveat, or a must-avoid, what would you give it? I'm giving this one a totally positive wait for rental. I think <laughs> it has a lot to recommend it in its ideas. I think its ideas are better than its execution. And I do think this is a great rental kind of movie that you can have on, think, enjoy it. And then, you know, if it outwears its welcome, whatever, pause it, do whatever else you want to do. You know, you, you get the idea. I, I don't know how my theatrical experience would have been. That's why it's hard for me to rate it much higher. I feel like maybe in a theater, this movie would have just grabbed me more. It would have felt bigger somehow. Um, but I don't know. I just couldn't shake the feeling that I was watching like a really clever short that someone gave the budget of a feature length and they were just like, okay, I guess we'll just make it last longer. <laughs> yeah. So, but it's still totally solid. Not even that much of a criticism. It's just kind of... This feels very rental to me. Yeah, I, I, I 
I found this film in, in like very, very compelling. I, I really liked slowly unpacking the rules of the world that was in. Um, it's not quite a must see, but I definitely give it a record of the caveat. Um, I think it doesn't, it, it doesn't stick the landing in the way that you would necessarily want, but I think it's fitting for the story that it's telling. Um, and I, yeah, I, I just think that this, the world of this film was really intriguing and they do a great job of just slowly, um, showing you what's going on. And there's some great moments that happen when people wake up after being gassed. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> I love every little sort of reset that the story does. Um, and, and yeah, I, I think, I think people should check it out. All right. Well, that's our review of the platform. Stephen Miller, if people want to find you throughout the week, where can they do that? Uh, people can find me on floor six. <laughs> True story. <laughs> um, <laughs> but you can find me at twitter.com slash sdavidmiller or sdavidmiller.com. Uh, people can find me at com or twitter.com slash ChristopherIRL. You can find the podcast over at thespoilerwarning.com where you can get a bunch of the back episodes of the show. If you want to subscribe to the show, you can do so on Overcast, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever podcasts are found. Um, if you want to know when the episodes go live, you can follow us at twitter.com slash spoilerwarning, facebook.com slash thespoilerwarning, or instagram.com slash thespoilerwarning. If you want to get a hold of us directly, you can send an email to fans at thespoilerwarning.com, or you can use the contact form on our site. Music for this episode will come from the soundtrack, maybe, to the platform. I'm not sure if it has a soundtrack that's available to us, but something will be playing. So hopefully you are enjoying that. Um, yeah, I think that's about it for this week we may later in the week watch the hunt um yeah we'll see yeah we'll see how we feel um if we all survive this crazy world um but yeah thank you for listening and uh good night and good luck everybody good good luck (laughs) 